My name is John Anderson. I'm a music historian, and the book is called Heart of Gold, A History of Winnipeg Music. And uh, before we get into the book, John, I would love to dive into uh, the background of you as, you know, we're doing this interview from southern Manitoba, and you have roots right here. I do. I mean, I taught uh, school at uh, Morton Collegiate. It was my first teaching gig uh, from 1978 until 1987, and both my kids were born there, and we lived in the community. And, um, you know, in fact, uh, I started my writing career in Morton with my first article for the Winnipeg Free Press and my first book. Uh, both were written while I was uh, in Morden. But before that time, um, I, I was a kid that grew up in, in South Winnipeg and Crescentwood, and I grew up around the, the 1960s music scene in Winnipeg. And I played in bands and, um, you know, I had a lot of fun during that time. But still, you know, I was of the generation where my parents said, well, it's a lot of fun, son, but you need something to fall back on. And, you know, teaching became my fallback and then uh, my career. But what's what's interesting is that throughout my 30-year teaching career, I always had a music program of something or other. I mean, in Morden, I taught guitar. I had what was called the Guitar Club every every year that I taught uh, in Morden. And when I was teaching at uh, St. John's Ravens Court, I ran a rock music program that had 100 kids a year in it, and we would do these big, huge productions uh, near the end of the year. So I, I'm fortunate in that I've been able to carry on with the two things I love, music and teaching. And when it comes to that time teaching in Morden, is uh, what, what sticks out to you when, when you think back to then? Oh, great, great kids. I mean, it's, uh, you know, for me coming back to Morden uh, to, to do the, a book launch there, it's really going to be fun because I'm hoping a lot of my former students, you know, if they're still in the Pemina Valley, will come out because they're, <laughs> they're all grown up. And, you know, some of them are, are even grandparents at this point as well. So that's going to be fun. You know, when, when uh, you know, kids knew that I, I played in bands in earlier years, I mean, the, the, the legend was sort of, oh, Mr. Anderson opened for Led Zeppelin, you know, which was true. And, um, you know, so I had, sort of had that bit of a rep to it. But when I left Morton, I was a teacher. Now I'm kind of coming back for this event, and I'm, I'm the writer. So, you know, kind of a bit of a, a changeover, but... Same guy, less hair, same guy. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of people are looking forward to it and looking forward to learning more about this book. And so the book, to talk about what this book is. Well, it's... um it's, it, I take a look at Winnipeg music over more than a hundred years. And I had written about, you know, rock and roll in Winnipeg. You know, in 87, I did a book called Shaking All Over the Winnipeg Music Scene, which I wrote while I was living at Morton. But there's more to Winnipeg than rock and roll. And I, I decided that it was long overdue that, um, a book really looked at a broader scope, cast a wider net on Winnipeg music. So the book has indigenous music, francophone, folk, country, roots, blues, classical and opera, um, dance bands and jazz, and, of course, rock and roll. And and rock and roll is a very broad term, too, so it has hip-hop and it has punk in it as well. And and you really get a sense from the book book of how incredible the... um, the Winnipeg music scene in a variety of genres has been. And it's not just, a, the book isn't just about the big stars. Yes, of course, you know, Neil Young, Randy Bachman, Burton Cummings, you know, Lenny Bro, Remy Shand, these kind of people. It's also about the, a lot of, a lot of ordinary people who contributed to the music scene, who 
played in bands or played in an orchestra or played in a country band or you know even attended the Winnipeg Folk Festival or coffee houses, this kind of thing. So it, it's a book that 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 really looks at a, a broader focus of how it's all about people that make Winnipeg such a, an incredibly diverse and exciting music city. Yeah, and when you're, when you're mentioning all those different genres that, that we've seen music come out of from Winnipeg, you know, you say those genres and we think of names and local people. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there had never been a book that had uh, explored in detail. <coughs> We'd never had a book before that explored in detail the indigenous music scene in Winnipeg and, and in Manitoba. And, and that's, I start the book with that because, as, as I say at the beginning, it all starts with the drum. You know, all music starts with a drum, and certainly indigenous music, uh, of course, too. And, and and being the first inhabitants of what is now Winnipeg, uh, so it was it was exciting for me, and uh, very gratifying to be able to focus in detail on the contributions of indigenous musicians. And a lot of that ran under the radar. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was a musician in, in the 60s and, and up to the mid-70s, and I was never really aware of the indigenous music scene that went on because there was such segregation that existed. Indigenous music scene was largely on the Main Street Strip, which are hotels with pubs where indigenous people went and indigenous performers appeared. But it was, uh, to me, a real learning curve, learning experience to, to, to find out more and more about that. And gratifying in that uh, the book has been really well received by the indigenous community uh, in Winnipeg and in Manitoba and even across Canada as well, because it did you know, shine a light on this you know, hitherto unknown music scene here. It does shine a light, certainly. And so um, what is it about about Winnipeg and southern Manitoba that we take such pride in, in the music that comes from here? Well, that's sort of the first thing I tackle in the introduction to the book, you know, is why Winnipeg? What is it about Winnipeg? Is it in the water? Is it the climate or, or whatever? And, and I focus on a number of factors. I mean, back, you know, back when I was growing up in the 50s and 60s, we were very isolated for half the year. And, and a lot of the big musicians and big tours kind of passed Winnipeg by. And what that did was it really encouraged support for local entertainment and, and, and local musicians. And again, in a wide variety of, of genres. And we had local stars who were written about in newspapers, who appeared on local TV shows, and the media really helped support local talent as well. CBC, for example, in the 50s and 60s in Winnipeg used to have a lot of local artists having their own music shows. I mean, that that kind of went by the wayside in the 70s when Toronto took control of all of that. So you you, you got to know names like Jimmy King and you know, Lorraine West and, and Peggy Neville and Yvette, these kind of people, because they appeared on, on television, on, on CBC TV. You know, also the, the, the presence of, uh, you know, certainly very strong uh, indigenous music community and arts community and francophone music and arts communities uh, in and around Winnipeg is another strength that we have. And the multicultural nature of, of Winnipeg, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of performers, singers, musicians, whatever, you know, again, dating back throughout, you know, the last century, a lot of them got their start playing it within their own ethnic groups, whether it was at, at a, you know, an ethnic music hall or some kind of a music performance. And that still goes on today. I mean, we have folklorama, you know, every two weeks in August, but that doesn't mean that that music and that culture go away for another year. It's alive and thriving throughout Winnipeg. And 
when we had this huge um, influx of Eastern and Central Europeans between 1870 and 1920, uh, they not only did they bring their culture and their food and their language, they brought their music with them, and many of them were um, were trained musicians, you know, in classical music, for example. So, you know, by 1900, Winnipeg had more opera houses, and that just doesn't mean for opera, but for any kind of live music. We had more opera houses than any other city in Western Canada because of that uh, immigration, you know, influx that came in. And then, you know, the, the, the sources of immigration have changed, you know, over, over the century. Different groups have been arriving, and, and we have a very strong, for example, Filipino uh, music community, and Irma and Vinicio, who came out of that community, went on to star on Broadway on you know, Miss Saigon. So it, it, the, the waves of immigration continue to uh, create a fascinating and multifaceted uh, music scene within Winnipeg. So those are just kind of some of the, of the factors that contributed to uh, Winnipeg being such a strong arts and such a strong music community. And looking at the book, the cover, it's a pretty striking image. Talk about what we're seeing on the cover. Oh, I love that cover picture. My uh, my art director for the book showed because I, I sent her a whole bunch of pictures, and she said, "This is the one." And that's Chad Allen, who was the original singer and founder of the Guess Who. And in 1965, they scored uh, a national hit record with a song called "Shaken All Over." And really, because can it can't because Canadian music was so um, geographically divided, you had. Artists in Vancouver whose records were never heard in Winnipeg, and you know, artists in Toronto who's never heard in Winnipeg, and, and vice versa. Um, but the Guess Who, the original Guess Who, before Burton Cummings, they scored a, a national hit right across Canada, and the first real national hit was Shaken All Over. So not only were they well known across Canada, but they were they were huge stars in Winnipeg. And that's Chad Allen singing there. And that picture was taken at Sisler High School for a high school dance. But what I love is the girls in the front. I mean, it's like they're meeting Justin. Bieber. I mean, they're so, you know, they're crying and covering their faces, which, which again goes to support the notion that we had a lot of local stars here. But what really appeals to me about that picture is the audience. I mean, it's a high school dance. It's 1964, I think, this picture was taken. And uh, the boys were all in ties and shirts and in sports jackets, you know, fairly clean cut looking. So I, I think it's evocative of, of an era. You know, but on the back of the book, I then focus on examples of um, music artists, again, from that variety of genres that uh, that the book focuses on. Absolutely. And, you know, when you say that's a school dance, you know, they don't look like that anymore with the live <laughs> no, musicians. I think we should you know, bring it funny, back. When I was teaching at Morden, I used to, you know, chaperone the dances. And when they'd have a live band from Winnipeg, I knew I would know the guys all in the band. And uh, they would come out and play, John. Um, and when Harlequin came to play at the rec center in, in Morden, uh, I guess that would have been in, sometime in the uh, early 80s. You know, I, I played with those guys in other bands, you know, before then. And Ralph James, the bass player, phoned me up a few days before. He said, John, we're coming, to, we're coming to, to play in Morden. Come up and jam with us. Come up and play a song. And I thought about that and I said, well, you know, the kids kind of know me as Mr. Anderson, you know, it's the guy in the shirt and tie teacher. If I went up there and played with them, they're going to kind of think, what the heck is he doing there? Because they wouldn't understand the context. So, you know, I, I kind of regret that I didn't do that, but I think at the time it was probably the right to, decision to make. <laughs> probably. And so if somebody picks up a copy of this book, if they go out and they buy one and they flip through the pages, talk about what they're going to see. 
Well, the book is 256 pages. It's quite it's quite big and and long, and it has an index that's about 15 pages with 1,750 names in it of people involved with music over the century, uh, and it has over 200 photos. I wanted the book not to just be information and anecdotes and stories, and there are lots of stories, and I found you know people love reading the stories uh, that people relate. But I also wanted it to be visual because uh, so much so much of this is a touchstone to uh, a past time for many people. So I mean, if if you used to go to the Rancho Don Carlos, which was a, a jazz supper club on Pemina Highway. You know, I've got pictures of of uh, inside the rancho and bands playing there, and, and you know, that may that may touch uh, a memory for some people, or community club dances, uh, you know, that sort of thing, or people that appeared on television. So it's a very visual book as well as a very informative book, and. You know, as I said, this information, of course, you have to set that all up. But one of the things I've learned from from writing these kinds of books is that my role is to kind of provide the context and the setup and then the interviews with the people who are directly involved in the story. That's what people love to read. I mean, I've got, you know, one example of a a great story is Fred Turner, who's the T of BTO. He went on to sell millions of records around the world. A millionaire rock star. You know, his first gig about 1959 was playing Orioles Community Club in in Winnipeg. And he said, uh, a whole bunch of guys all plugged into one amp, you know, and, and... they couldn't hear each other because it was so noisy, and so they would have to kick each other in the ankles when it was time to change chords, you know, just to let them know. And he said at the end of the night, they got paid, um, they, they, were, they were given a chocolate bar and a Coca-Cola. This is a guy that sold out Madison Square Gardens twice. <laughs> and what, what, what really excites him is the memory of playing that community club and getting a chocolate bar and a Coca-Cola. What a story! It's it sounds like uh, uh, this book is kind of you going through and do and and researching and learning and sharing that information. Yeah, and and it's also a chance for me, kind of, to be able to fit my story into it. I mean, it's not all about me, of course not. But I mean, I experienced a lot of this. I was there for a lot of this. I mean, I I was there at the Niverville famous Niverville Pop Festival that turned into a mud fest. I played at Man Pop, the Led Zeppelin Festival, all all of this stuff. So it gives me a chance as an observer to also kind of share my experiences and my stories as well, and and personalize it a bit. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean. The the response from from readers has been phenomenal. It's uh, I mean it, for them it it really connects and it and it's a celebration of uh, of Winnipeg and Winnipeg music. And I'm proud to to be a Winnipegger. And you know I, although I thought in Morden I loved Morden. My wife didn't want to leave when we did move back to Winnipeg, but um, I still have very strong memories of the Pemina Valley and, and Morden. So I, I'm looking forward to coming back and and I hope I get to see lots of people that I knew and I hope that they're interested in uh, picking up the book as well while I'm there. And so this visit is happening at the Morden Library, 7 o'clock on Thursday, the 23rd. Um, what are people going to see? What's going to happen there? Well, I kind of thought that I might take them on a, a bit of a you know nostalgic look back to my time in Morden and uh, talk about my evolution as, as a music uh, history historian and music writer. And uh, I think they want me to do a bit of reading from the book, and then hopefully I'll sit down and, and sign books for, uh, for people. So we'll be able to purchase the book there while you're there? You bet. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, John, thank you so much for the time this morning. Thank you, Ronnie. Much appreciated.